Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We continue our search for something called Bidenomics. President's out there on the campaign trail touting Bidenomics. Who knows what Bidenomics really is? Middle out, bottom up. I don't know what it is. Anyway, we bring in John Carney to try to help us. He's Breitbart News Editor for Economics and Finance and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest, which is a much-read every day. John, welcome back. So, um, you know, it's so interesting and in a sense so simple. I don't know why I hadn't thought of it, but you nailed it. He talks about the the middle out and the bottom up, but your point is it's actually totally top-down. And you're right. He spent $6 trillion, most of it on this climate change nonsense, which I might add, uh, we just we, um, we just had Steve Coonan on talking to us about why there is no climate catastrophe. Anyway, John, give us your definition of Bidenomics. Sure. Um, it is the opposite of what Joe Biden says, as you were just saying. <laughs> he says it's from the bottom up. There's no bottoming up event happening here. It's all straight from the government down, right? And not just down, it's through the, the, you know, the favored companies and the favored industries and the people building the things that the Democrat agenda approves of. So as you were saying, you know, it's a lot of green energy stuff. It's a lot of, you know, electrical battery factories. The idea that this is bottom up is frankly ridiculous. But I'm not surprised because remember, all along from the campaign back in 2020, through the early days of the Biden administration, they were lying to us about the economy. They mm-hmm. began by saying Donald Trump had wrecked the economy. Then they said they inherited a wrecked economy when the economy was growing at 6%. Then they said they desperately needed an American rescue plan. The name of that was a lie because the, we didn't need a rescue plan at that point. The economy was already recovering. They passed $2 trillion of spending that we didn't need. And then they kept lying. They had the Inflation Reduction Act. So mm-hmm. all along, it's been a series of lies. So we shouldn't be surprised that this you know, bottom-up, middle-out thing is not true. It's just, it, it, there's nothing about it that's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so true. It's, it's like there, this is money doled out to corporations uh, on this all this Green New Deal stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's also, you know, John, it's money doled out to Democratic interest groups and the blue states and the blue city mayors, you know, labor unions, teachers unions, uh, anti-poverty groups. I mean, it's a typical, you know, scratching every liberal itch in the Democratic Party. And uh, well, in order a- to get mu- in order to get money from some of these things, you have to agree that you're going to uh, employ, you know, make sure you have daycare services in the community for your workers. That is a handout to a Democratic interest group. That is exactly what that is. There's a lot of BSG. There's a lot of DEI in this stuff. There's a lot of woke stuff in all this. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's very simple. You know, uh, you know Douglas Holtzikin. Dougie Holtzikin's an old friend, a very distinguished Ph.D. economist, former director of the Congressional Budget Office. He said the same thing, John. He said exactly the same thing. And he said... He was particularly 
offended by the fact that Biden continues to talk about $1.7 trillion of deficit reduction, which even the Washington Post called uh, a bottomless Pinocchio. So, you know, you've got strong allies uh, on your case to this. You think this, I mean, you think people are going to be fooled by this, honestly? I don't. I think that people can see that there's a difference between a economy that's genuinely booming. Right now, by the way, the economy is not booming. Uh, the economy has barely been growing mm. for the last six to nine months. Mm-hmm. It's expected to slow even more as the year goes on. So we don't have a booming economy. People can sense that. They know that this idea that the deficit came down from the numbers of the, you know, the pandemic expenditures, of course it came down. Nobody in the world thought it was not. If, if it didn't come down from that level, it would be like fighting World War II for eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, when the war ends, you bring down the spending. That's what happened with the pandemic. That's why the deficit got reduced. Nothing to do with Biden. And finally, this idea that like Biden claims credit for, you know, the most jobs ever when we know what this was. It was reopening the economy that created these jobs. And I think people see through this. I don't think they're fooled. You look at the Biden approval numbers and when it comes to the economy, he's, you know, way, way down. You still looking for a recession in 24? You've been saying not 23, but 24. Are you staying with that? I am. I don't think I think right now the uh, rotation into services, the good sector is in a recession, right? The manufacturing is mm-hmm. in a recession. Uh, construction's doing OK, but a lot of that's probably government subsidies, um, you know, going into things like the CHIPS Act and mm-hmm. uh, infrastructure. But uh, and the housing market is starting to bounce back. But I think that uh, the services sector is actually going pretty strong. And I, I actually the, the jobs numbers we saw yesterday had leisure and hospitality. The, the number of jobs that they said were created in June, I think it's wrong, frankly. I think it was a lot more. I think the ADP number, which was almost 10 times the amount of the uh, the Labor Department number, was probably closer to the truth. We hire a lot of people into leisure and hospitality in the summer months. Those get seasonally adjusted. But I think it was from what I can tell, it was a strong number. People are, you know, restaurants are crowded. You, you know, you can, beaches are crowded. People are out. They're vacationing. There's a lot of money being spent in the leisure and hospitality industry right now. So I don't think we have a recession this year, but I think we get one next year, uh, partly because of these long and, you know, la- these variable and long lags mm-hmm. for interest rates. The Fed hiked interest rates a lot. It's taking longer than a lot of people thought for them to kick in, but eventually they will. And and we probably still have two more hikes in the pipe. So I do think we get a recession eventually. Well, that was what I was going to ask you. Uh, we talked about it last night on the TV show a little bit. Uh, I would probably rather not, but the fact that they're going to raise rates, their target rate, at least a couple more times. I mean, inflation is sticky, John. You know, I went back and looked after, our, uh, after the show last night. The... Cleveland Fed median CPI is still very high. It's just let it's just south of seven percent. That's right. We we the the internals of inflation and that I I believe that the median CPI is actually the best predictor of where inflation is going. So mm-hmm. when that is not coming down, that is sending you the message 
that really inflation is not coming down. I think the Fed got the easy part of inflation, you know, which was how, you know, we were up at 9%. We were able to bring that down to 6 That was easy. Bringing it down to 4 was a little harder. Bringing it down between 4 to 2 is going to be very hard. I think they're going to discover that next year, even though they're not planning on raising interest rates right now next year, they're planning on basically holding the, the rate the same from wherever they get to at the end of this year. I think they're going to discover that they need to do a couple more rates because they're going to see inflation doesn't, you know, might get down to 3.5 percent, but it won't approach anywhere near 2 percent. Well, you know, uh, John Taylor of the Taylor Rule, he was on this radio show last weekend, the weekend before. He said 6 percent. So what are they now? They're five and a quarter, five to five and a quarter. So there's two, maybe three more to get to 6 percent. Yeah, I think we have two more this year. I think they're going to do definitely do one in the July meeting. There's no August meeting. We will hear from Powell when he speaks at Jackson Hole. That almost counts as a Fed hike if he comes out and is super hawkish again at that. Mm. Then, we'll, but we'll probably get a hike in the at the September meeting. Then I think they'll they'll want to wait and see what happens. I do think they're going to feel a lot of political pressure in an election year next year. I mean, if they have to raise high rates more than once or twice next mm-hmm. year, and especially if that threatens to put the economy in a recession, the amount of political pressure from the Biden administration on the Fed is going to be enormous. And I, I mean, you were on the other side when, there, when, when the Trump administration was putting political pressure on the Fed. I'm not sure, though, that they're able to withstand the pressure from the Biden mm-hmm. administration. Don't you think they'll keep the rates high? Yes, I do think that they will not cut, that, that the rates will, will remain high mm-hmm. through the end of 2024 into the beginning of 2025. Then, depending on what the economy is doing, they may adjust. But I think one of the things that Wall Street still hasn't adjusted its brain to is that we went through a period where, you know, rates stayed around zero for so long, and then we raised them a little bit, and then they had to drop back down to zero because of the pandemic, that we sort of got used to the idea that, like, maybe a normal Fed funds rate is 2%. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true anymore. I think a normal Fed funds rate is probably 4 5 or 6%. Yes, yes. And that's going to take a whole new adjustment for yes. people to get used I, to. I, I absolutely agree. We're out of time. But you know what? This is a good topic for us. Maybe we'll talk about it on the TV show this coming week. You're, I think you're exactly right, John. I don't think stocks or bonds have wrapped their head around that factoid that you just mentioned. Anyway, folks, John Carney, co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. It's a must-read. Comes out every single day. We'll take a break. I'm Kudlow. Other side of the break, Michael Schellenberger, who released the Twitter files. He's going to talk about this Louisiana federal judge who was ruling against the Biden administration's censorship. We need some free speech in this country. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 